Animals, orangutan, hammers move, bangers bang. This is the bunt, the number one podcast in skateboarding. Brought to you by the number one shoe in skateboarding. It will take more than head games to stop me. You may have invaded my mind and my body, but there's one thing to say it always keeps. His hands. Off the wall since 1960, motherfucking six. Drop that bitch. And now, live from Studio E, the bunt with Safer and Donovan. I'm D. Jones. I got the ghost with me. As always, we got Ants One behind the scenes. It's a cool thing. Ghost, or should I say Vegeta? <laughs> what we got popping this week? Big week in Studio E. Yo, we trended in NYC these days, baby. It's Cyrus <laughs> Bennett. You get me? We're back in with the cool guy squad. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Getting the inside scoop on all things New York skateboarding. Uh, Cyrus is a fucking G. It was a pleasure getting to know him. Hopefully get to skate with him this summer at some point. Uh, then we take in y'all straight to the post office. Shit's popping again. Good to hear from the people. And of course, we're wrapping it up with some sports talk, eh? Hey. <laughs> and if this ain't enough of the bunt for you, make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Bunt Live. Subscribe on YouTube at The Bunt Live. And then head over to our website, thebuntlive.com. Like you said, man, very special week. We got to get down there to New York. We're making too many friends down there to be stuck up here. Real shit, bro. Fuck. <laughs> so, Ghost, you know what time it is. Shout out of the week. Brought to you by FreeSkateMag.com. Unofficially. <laughs> yeah, we going back to the well. Europe. Yo, <laughs> big shout out to uh, Mr. Jordan Kieho. Probably said that hella wrong, but... Or really right. That could be it. But uh, yeah, he dropped some bangers on the people. Crazy Manny's, Ledge Tricks. uh, Never heard of him before, but uh, that was definitely a well-spent three minutes and six seconds, man. That switch Manny over the green bar and out of the green bar was insane. Shout out to you, Jordan. Extremely impressive. Yo, what would you do at that spot? Uh, Fuck. Nose Manny, in and out. You know my pop game is weak. I'd have to if I had to get a clip, it would probably just be like 180 and fakey shove out desk. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> That's butter though. Oh, I like that. I thought you were gonna say switch heel or something else, but fakey shove that could work too, dog. So like we said, we've got Cyrus Bennett in the building this week. Nike SB, Stussy, Bunk Gang. Ghost, you got anything else to add to this? Nah, bruv. You covered it all. He's a beast in the game. Let's get this pizza and get the show on the road. You feel me? Dr. Pepperoni. Much needed right now. Let's get it, dog. Maker pizza. Download the app or head in store. Downtown at Queen Spadina. Uptown at Avenue Road in Lawrence. Maddie Matheson. 
Tell them why we always praising Maker Pizza. This is literally the best pizza in the world. All right, yo, let's get this interview popping. All right, man, we got Cyrus Bennett in the building. What's happening, dog? <laughs> Just chilling by myself at home. So what's up, man? Big Friday night. Drinking seltzers, you know? Yeah, big Friday. Is it Friday? Saturday, I know it's Saturday. Man. I'm tripping. <laughs> yeah. God damn. Right. Big Saturday night for everyone here. Yeah. So, yo, you ever listened to the podcast before? Yeah, Jesse Alba turned me on to it. We listened to it driving back from upstate one time. I had a good time. Oh, hell yeah. It was funny. So then you know, we start every show <laughs> off the same. Hit us with your favorite skate moment and your favorite sports moment. Uh, the sports moment I thought about just because... Uh, Diego Maradona just passed away, and mm-hmm. he's a big fan, and uh, hand of God, obviously. The semifinals in 86, the World Cup, when he like, knocked it in and said that it a little bit of his head, a little bit of his hand. <laughs> 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 I just think that's fucking awesome. And then uh, he just followed it up with like some psycho score that's like seemed to be inhuman, duking mm-hmm. like thousand fucking dudes out there and scoring and uh a big tyson fan i guess when he bit what was his holy field uh, ho- holy field that just resonated with me because you like as a kid that like blew my mind i was probably like five or something and i yeah. just thought like he was the biggest psycho and like <laughs> i couldn't believe that was real yeah and uh just they're supposed to fight again i I heard. Really? They're going to do like an old man fight? Yeah. Damn. Yeah, he did one. Holyfield's 58 and Tyson's 54. Damn. They're going to fight next year. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Tyson fought like last week or whatever, right? And he looked pretty good. Yeah. He definitely beat uh, that guy. That guy, yeah. I didn't watch it. I'm not a big sports dude, but uh, Tyson, I just think he's fucking like super entertaining yeah he's iconic for sure he's insane but just so he's so cool and real too so i just like really enjoy listening to him talk Mm -hmm. dude he had the most (laughs) insane like post-fight press conference when they were like asking him if he smoked weed and he's like it's just me now like i smoke weed in the morning i smoke weed at night i'm always smoking weed and they're like did you smoke before the flight and he's like, yeah, I smoked before the fight. He's like, I'm high right now. <laughs> yeah, that's so good. Skate moments. For me personally, it's just been like watching all my friends like get recognized as skateboarders, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, for me as a kid was just watching like like videos that like stood out to me like sorry and like misled youth and shit like that just seeing what those guys were doing and like yeah right like it was like uh i don't know just they seemed like living the dream doing like ripping at skating and having fun with their friends so all right man take us back to the beginning where did you come up and how'd you get into skating i grew up in like southwest colorado near like the four corners area well, I was born out here in Vermont, and my parents moved to Colorado when I was really young. And I grew up in a ski town. It's called Telluride. 
it's like way up in the mountains there's like no concrete or anything i mean obviously there is but like it's insane that i skateboard growing up there (laughs) (laughs) there's like not really shit to skate and uh i i guess my mom's friend's boyfriend was a skateboard enthusiast of some sorts and he had like a bunch of skateboards and like videos and stuff like my parents are pretty young so when i was like five my mom my parents were probably like my age like 28 Mm -hmm. and uh so they had like friends who were into skating and had like skate videos and shit so that's how i got into skating and i just kind of like thought it was like badass and that's all i didn't even really do it i just was like a little little ass kid and i was like this is so sick like i liked the music and i liked watching people do stunts i guess and just like (laughs) i don't know fuck fuck around it just like was exciting to me just like any other kid i guess so how'd you find your way to new york uh my mom's from out here and my dad's from boston so i came out here like every year to visit my grandparents and i just kind of like hated living in a small town my whole life and i hated school and i hated everything about the small town small town like environment it fucking pissed me off so much and uh, i just knew i wanted to leave and i uh, went to college in new york when i turned 18 and i just been skating and i i graduated school and i just like just did my thing the whole time damn that's dope man it's a boss move are your parents still in the ski town uh, my mom was up until like three or four years ago. Now she lives in Colorado Springs where my grandma lives. I also, I probably, yeah, like I kind of grew up skating there a bit. Like I grew up, I think I, I skated as much as I, I got to skate because my parents traveled and my grandparents lived in out here. And then my grandma moved to Colorado Springs. So I'd go to like Denver and Colorado Springs a lot when i had time off school and stuff Mm -hmm. so i grew up i would go to like that denver park and shit whenever i could and i'd visit my grandma whenever i could to like go skate and that's like when i first started like street skating maybe when i was like 13 or 14. sick was windsor james a big name back there back then (laughs) yeah he was like the wet boys and uh 303 like all that it was like a pretty big skate scene in denver at that time when i was like a kid just starting to like get into skating and get like kind of good enough to like know what was up you know Mm -hmm. and uh it was a it definitely like was a a cool scene back then like lots of shop like homey videos stuff you know like i don't know it doesn't really seem like that kind of vibe exists that much these days Mm -hmm. as much as it did like in the early 2000s yeah for sure but it seemed like it seemed like it was thriving back then and denver was like a hot spot for sure that's dope now everything like the equivalent of a shop video is just everyone posting their stuff straight to instagram (laughs) these days yeah that's kind of i i guess i never realized that that's kind of what it is now Mm -hmm. but well that atlanta shop just dropped a sick vid stratosphere oh yeah yeah. oh yeah the stratosphere video that was so it's still possible definitely it's still possible and it's dope but it's just like to get a group of skaters in a scene to like just actually focus on a video is so much harder than it used to be yeah like if you're not getting paid and you know what i mean (laughs) 
Yeah, I I don't know what the people weren't getting paid back then either. Yeah. Like they were still fucking shit up. I yeah, there's just no other outlet. Like, yeah, well, you couldn't get the instant gratification. Yeah, I guess so. But I forgot what the question was. Sorry, I got sidetracked. Oh, I was just like, was Windsor James a big? Oh name yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Windsor James, yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. Like all in Windsor James, Angel Ramirez, uh, the Fredrickson brothers. There's too many to name. I feel like there were so many dudes who were mad good mm-hmm. when I was like go going up to the front range and visiting my grandma and like getting a taste of like what good skateboarding was at that point in my life because I was like tucked away in a small mountain town, just like pissed off that I was there. <laughs> Dude, you don't seem too happy about that. You couldn't wait I, to get I wasn't. Out of I wasn't. That's my parents. I was a problem child. Well, now you're in the Mecca, man. You're good now. So tell us a little bit about riding for Hops and what that was like. Hops? Uh, it was cool. I was, like, honored. I mean, Jamal Williams is a legend, and I always thought that brand, like, looked cool. Like, to be honest, I'd never heard of it before I moved to New York. But... I thought, like, as soon as I moved here, I would see, I saw it around, and I was like, I like the clean aesthetic, and, mm-hmm. like, it just, like, looked cool, but I didn't know what the fuck it was, really. <laughs> but, uh, how did I get on hops? I don't really even know. Maybe Jamal reached out to me, and I was just like, fuck yeah. Because <laughs> before that, I was skate like, the first hookup I got, was through Lurker Lou. He has a board company called Iron Claw, and he was giving me boards. Cause uh, I don't know, I I saw him, or this was like right after the skate park under the Manhattan Bridge LES skate park opened. I just like had seen him there, and he was like shooting the shit, and just was like kind of making fun of me and like telling me to do <laughs> tricks and shit. And I was just like, what the fuck? This guy's crazy. <laughs> and I, I knew I knew who he was, and I was just like, fuck. And, <laughs> and uh, then he just started giving me boards, and I skated with him. He, like, would hang out with... It was like... That was, like, around the same time I kind of met Johnny and uh, Andrew and all those guys. I had been skating with Max before that whole thing. Like, Max I'd been skating with, like, since I moved here. But, like, Johnny and Andrew and, like, when I started getting flowed uh, Iron Claw boards, it was probably, like, maybe 2012. And um, he would hang out. I got boards from him for a while. And then, like, I don't know. I just, like, kind of thought I would maybe... I just thought Hops was cooler or something. And Jamal hit me up, and I was like, that's... I'm, I'm down for that, you know? And, but... I don't know. Nothing really went. We didn't do too much. Actually, <laughs> 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 um, I, yeah. It was, it was, I'm thankful that he hooked me up. Either way, I'm thankful for both of them for hooking me up. Uh, that's dope, man. Fucking. It was cool to get boards for free at that point. You know, I like had been like scrounging and like fuck like buying a board and then like focusing it on a tray flip on flat having to buy it (laughs) (laughs) so what was your first big break in the skate industry i guess it would be like getting paid for the first time right (laughs) wouldn't wouldn't that be hell yeah that's a fire break 
Yeah, that was a. Uh, I'm pretty sure, like when Page came out, I think I'm pretty sure it was Page, and that's when Pontus hit me up and uh, asked me to get on Polar and that he would pay me, and I was like, "Holy shit, that's." rad you know like i can get paid to skate i should probably just like take this ticket even though i felt really like guilty about it because <laughs> i was getting hit, hooked up before you know like i felt i didn't feel loyal or anything i felt shitty about it but i was like fuck if i want to skate then i should try to do this i guess you know so you felt guilty about having to leave hops for that yeah sort of just like social climbing kind of mm-hmm. it's like just stupid but like that's just what it is yeah, y'all got bills <laughs> to pay in new york man real ones i know <laughs> I, just, cheap. I just saw it like as an opportunity type the thing and everyone was kind of telling me that like i should do it so i was like yeah i'm gonna just try this and out no regrets there i'm sure yeah I, no regrets there but that was also short-lived and uh i, I mean the 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 pole riding for polar was short-lived no reg- no regrets in like taking skateboarding more seriously like i i love skateboarding i'm yeah. hyped on it <laughs> you know for sure so why did you make the move or why did you make the decision to leave polar in the end because i had been going to la well, I had been, I had gotten on Nike. I'd got a small contract, pretty sure. At that point, like right around when I got on Polar, I got like a small contract with a travel budget. So Sorry. I would go to LA when I just to skate during the winter, I'd, and I started hanging out with Logan and Aiden a bunch, and. I don't know. I I had been skating polar boards and like it was just kind of weird because it was like their European brand. And I had met those guys when they came out here, maybe in like 2013, briefly. And uh, I kind of knew what it was about and I was down, but I didn't really know. And like I was talking to Pontus and he was like super like, let's do this. And I was like, okay, but like. Well, like I couldn't even, I couldn't get, I was getting boards from Josh Stewart at, from his apartment and like, they were like stale ass boards that like broke every time I skated them. They were like some old, some old, like, I don't know where the fuck they were. They were off cuts or some shit. I don't even know. They would break every time I skated them though. And I was kind of getting frustrated and then I was getting like, or he at, he told me that he wanted to put my name on a board and I just felt like super insecure about that because I didn't feel like I really put in work to be pro. And then it was like, well, I'm paying you to be pro. And I'm like, well, that's not what I understood when I agreed to skate for you. I thought you were just going to pay me to do what I'm doing. And he's like, no, I want you to go pro. And I was like, nah, fuck it. And at this at this point I had been skating with Aiden and Logan in LA and like hanging out with them a bunch and it, Logan's like dude just you get on 917 I'll pay we'll pay you the same and I was like easy I'm out. <laughs> um that's what happened <laughs> much more comfy so, damn that's got to be a rare story being like you want to turn me pro like fuck for polar too yeah, yeah. it yeah, I mean, it, I just felt really insecure about it. I didn't feel like a 
good enough skateboarder or had put in put out like a defining part of like somebody i just didn't view myself as like professional at that point Mm -hmm. you know i had just finished school i'd been like studying the whole time and like trying to get through that and like balance skating which like i could do but like i always kind of thought in the back of my head like this is just like super temporary and i'm gonna have to like get a job you know Mm -hmm. so i just felt like this is uh not worth it to me or like i don't like this pressure bro that's crazy and respect to you for uh i feel like 99 percent of people would have just been like hell yeah what would you have done what would i have done I probably would have been like, yo, chill, chill, pump the brakes. Yeah, right, dog. <laughs> He'd be like, let me see the graphics. <laughs> yeah. Um, I remember from the outside looking in, just like not knowing you or any like polar politics, it seemed like you got on, you had the ad, you had an ad, right? The 50-50? Yeah. And then right after that, you were off. And there was like, oh, fuck. Sorry. There was like no no story to it. But now, now it all makes sense, man. Yeah, I just felt a little too, like, choked up and under pressure. But what a good scenario you know? to have, like, your boys on the company and then just falls into yeah, place. Yeah, no, I mean, so. I, eventually I feel like I probably would have folded and been like, yeah, fuck it. Like, I want this money still. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, <laughs> Call Pontus back. Like, but, but then, uh, yeah my my friends were like just get on 917 we'll pay you and you don't have to do shit and now you're with the homies <laughs> too even better yeah it was sick I was hyped that was like 2014 I've been, it was uh, six years ago so the story goes Alex didn't show up to the 917 premiere and some people were pretty bummed out about that what were your thoughts on that night yeah it was a weird night Everyone was just kind of, like, weirded the fuck out. Like, that's just, like, weird and whack. Like, why would you not show up? You live, like, he... I don't even know. It was, like, just stupid. Bad vibes that night. That's about it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Did he ever say why or anything? Like, it just seems kind of odd for him not to show up to his own video. I know. Fully. Very odd. And I think he was just kind of, like, bummed that he didn't have any footage. And, like, him and Logan just have a is they're bad communicators you know and like Mm. he hired like someone who's similarly poor at has poor communication skills so like that doesn't really work And, (laughs) and like he's like i'm putting out this video and he's like wait but i'm trying to film and he's like whatever i'm gonna put it out and then it was like deadline and he didn't get footage or something i don't know that's my like what i've gathered but I don't hold anything against either of them. I don't. I didn't care. Just like the some pe some people did care that night and were like, "What the fuck is this? This is whack," you know. And I was just mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, well, I'm not really surprised. This is like classic, just like childish behavior from like a skateboarder. That's all good, you know." <laughs> <laughs> Some unorganization, man. Yeah, it's all good. I don't give a shit. I didn't care. I just, the vibes were fucked for sure. Yeah. It was like. Yeah, I could see that throwing off at night for sure, especially for the people. It was mad depressing that night. Yeah, just get your buzz on and enjoy the night. Fuck (laughs) it. 
Yeah, I mean, we did that, but that was dark also. <laughs> <laughs> so I watched your Slap Pals interview, and it seemed like it kind of cheesed you when people referred to Alex as your boss. Do you not think of him as a boss? Um, no, I don't. But I skate for his skateboard company, so... But we don't really talk that much. Like I, I consider him more like a friend than a boss. Yeah, I just... Uh, he's... N- He's never really, like, told me to do anything, and I don't feel, like, indebted to do anything. I'm a skateboarder, and I ride for his company, and I skate, so that's pretty much it. And, like, if he tells me what to do, I'm over it, you know? (laughs) That's, like, what a boss does, right? They, like, tell... Mm -hmm. You're, like, supposed to do what they say. He doesn't tell me what to do. Seems like a fair agreement. Yeah, like skateboarders are contractors, right? So you don't you don't technically have a boss. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm just saying, if you watch that interview, that's like, it came up like multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no, the, you know the like how those interviews roll. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like people write in their questions, and mm-hmm. it seems like it. You got asked that multiple times, and towards the end, you were so over it. Yeah, it's super <laughs> exhausting getting. It's exhausting getting like constantly ask these questions about somebody that I don't talk to or like really like have much of a relationship with but I understand it makes sense he's my friend for sure but we just don't talk and he I just don't like constantly being like what's up with what's up with Alex I'm like I don't fucking know like I don't know and like I mean what you said it's I haven't really thought of it like that but I mean, I don't think anybody's refers to like their the owner of the company as their boss, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Skaters basically are contractors. You're signing contracts, but it's not like Nike or your board sponsor or any sponsor is your boss. You don't have one boss. If you got kicked off everything, you're still a skateboarder. Mm-hmm. You know, and you've seek out a contract with a new company your role is incredibly simple you just skateboard and produce content yeah and if you're i mean like bigger corporations have team managers to uh, make sure like you get your product and like you're not fully blowing it you know (laughs) (laughs) i think it's just like a different situation for 917 where the one of the owners is still like a pro skater on the team yeah Oh, for sure. But yeah, the word boss in skateboarding is so weird. Yeah. That's why I asked. Yeah, no, it's it's weird that that came up multiple times. I guess like people must have a misconception of how it works mm-hmm. or not. I guess if, if they probably thought about it, then it would probably, they probably wouldn't use that term. <laughs> well, especially when you're a kid, there's so many misconceptions about like, being a pro skater i kind of imagine the slap people being like a bunch of 30 year olds but i forget (laughs) i forget that they're like oh probably a lot of 14 year olds on there too this is a crazy mix yeah i that's fully my bad i like getting annoyed at like some little kid's question that they're just like they honestly are curious but (laughs) i'm kind of imagining like these old ass dudes asking you <laughs> so that maybe that maybe that's why i got frustrated but yeah. i wasn't even that frustrated i was just like god it's like i don't like being in other people's business in the first place i don't want to be like asked questions about another dude yeah <laughs>
and I feel you on that. More than half of all Palestinians living in the occupied territories are under 21 years old. Yet for many young people across the West Bank and Gaza, cultural, educational, and sporting opportunities are severely limited. Hundreds of children from all over the country have attended skatepal classes and sessions over the past seven years. This message was brought to you by CHPO. And if you want to support Skatistan or SkatePal, you can visit their website, skatistan.org or skatepal.co.uk or purchase a Skatistan or SkatePal product from chpobrand.com and 100% of the profits will be donated. CHPO Brand, doing it for the people, yo. So what was good with the side yard skate house? Who lived there? And you have a story for the people from your time there? Side yard was really dope. It was kind of like a pinnacle part in like our lives and skateboarding and like like our crew, like Johnny and Max and Andrew and Paul Tucci and Kevin Millette and Connor Prunty. Uh, Keith Denley mad people lived there at different time periods and uh, Max lived there the longest he probably lived there from 2011 or 12 to like 2014 or 15 I don't know I lived there from 2014 I only lived there for a year and I shared an apartment with Max and his childhood friend joe from ohio and uh johnny and andrew and connor and kevin and like people were always like moving in and out switching rooms upstairs and then uh these like super crazy dudes lived downstairs who were like on some other shit like some goon shit like i don't know what they were doing down there but they were fully like yeah, I don't know, doing something. But they were cool. They were cool with us. And the landlord was, like, definitely a slumlord, just, like, coming, collecting the rent. He'd just hit up Max every month, say, text him about the rent, and he'd pull up. <laughs> <laughs> he'd pull up and just flex, and he was, like, this huge Dominican guy. And it's just, like, I tried to, like, tell him I wasn't going to pay him one month because I was like, fuck this guy, he's not even the landlord, and he just like pretty much barked in my face, and I shrunk. <laughs> I paid him, and yeah, I'm pretty sure he stole money from Max, too. There was a carbon monoxide leak in the apartment where like some pipe was getting blocked with a leak in the basement, and it was like leaking into the building, and uh our roommate Joe was like a freelance graphic designer. So he'd like spend every day inside, like on the computer and he started getting headaches and he was like getting carbon monoxide poisoning slowly. And like, it ter- turned into like the fire department showing up and like cracking the shit. But that, that's just like the downside. I mean, we had a lot of fun. We'd have like, we built that mostly Max built that skate park or like not a skate park, just a little DIY bowl thing. And what was just like a fucking side yard full of trash, you know, <laughs> we cleaned it out and just like poured like little four foot sections, like every other weekend. 
I worked at a metal shop at school and I would like, my boss was mad cool and he'd let me take material that kids would leave behind and he'd just like give it to me and I'd ma- I made coping for the corners and shit and I'd take it from school and put it in and we'd pour it, lay the concrete and it was just like super shitty and crusty little bowl. And it, like every section was different, like so much different than the next, but it, it did work in the end. It was pretty dope. We had parties and uh, there was like a bus in the empty lot next door that had like a huge fucked up looking raccoon that lived in it. That was fu- like <laughs> the, the scariest animal I've ever seen in my life. It didn't even look like a raccoon. It was fully like a Jeez. rabid like beast. I don't know. I don't even know if it was a raccoon. <laughs> It was fucking big, though. Just something living in there? It looked like a dog mixed with a possum. And we, it would come out, and we'd see it in the daytime. But <laughs> it, was a, it was a good period. It was fun. Just, like, being broke and living with your homies. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes those are harsh in the moment, but good to look back on. Yeah, fully. It was dope. So what was NYC like during quarantine? Probably one of the most densely populated places in North America. Was it tough being stuck inside? Yeah, it was weird. But also, I found it like pretty tolerable because everyone was stuck inside and it wasn't like a mandated lockdown. Like you didn't have to stay inside. So I would just drive and meet my homies. I'd meet Johnny like a lot of that stuff that just came out in his video was during the quarantine. And uh, I'd, we'd just dr- meet up in our cars and like go anywhere and there would be nobody there. And mm-hmm. we'd just skate, you know? And it was, uh, I don't know, I'd, I quit drinking like a year ago. So at that point it was like, I was like sick. I'm not tempted to like drink or anything. So I can just like go skate and then go home and like, do other shit and I was like just feeling really good and I kind of like when it I love the city but I get pretty annoyed of how like busy it is sometimes and like skating can be pretty frustrating because it will just be jammed up if you're going to a spot but like it was pretty cool to have it like that for once but I mean under unfortunate circumstances not not saying I'm glad it happened but we did get the see the best in it yeah made the most of it made the Uh, most of it yeah what made you uh want to quit drinking i was just a fucking i'm like i'm a bad i'm not a bad drunk nobody ever told me that i'm a shitty drunk and that i should stop drinking i'm just like i have an addictive personality and i just drink a lot and i just just like saw myself kind of withering away you know because Mm. uh it just like makes you feel like shit and I was just like mm-hmm. not doing it for the right reasons and I just felt like shit and I got dumped by a girlfriend that I was with for like years and because I was just being such a piece of shit you know like just drinking and like not caring and like staying out madly every night and uh yeah. I just was like you know what this is fucking beat I'd been over it for a while and like I just like needed some change, you know. Not to say that like I didn't have fun, but <laughs> uh, it was just like too much, dude. Like I've been drinking since I was like thirteen, like nonstop. 
and uh i just got pretty sick of it and like i it just like becomes habit you know it's just mm-hmm. like it's not even like for fun at a certain point but i just like need to learn how to keep things under control you know like i just like take it overboard with everything a little bit so how good you feeling now i feel dope like i'm good i was i didn't feel terrible before but like looking back on it i did like i (laughs) I just felt like normal because i was used to it but uh i feel way better it's good to not feel like sleep deprived and like guilty from like staying up mad late and like spending money at a bar and stuff you know like mm-hmm. that stuff's all good but i just did it for a long time and like having doing what i do you just have like so much freedom and like i'd rather just redirect my energy into other stuff you know it's kind of just became like a waste of time and just not even fun just want to do i just want to have like enjoy myself and it just wasn't as as enjoyable as it used to be that's amazing man congrats on that life change and having the self-awareness to make it yeah it took a bit i mean i'm cool with my ex now and she i'm glad that she uh gave me that wake-up call because i don't think anybody else was going to Mm -hmm. and uh no, but it was good. This past year's been so sick. It's like so cool, like changing your shit up. That's all. And I'm like, really, it's really hard for me to. Ch- it's I think for anybody to change your shit up. It's just hard. Like your life revolves around habits, no matter what it is. It's like just refreshing to refreshing to change them every once in a while. Oh man, it's almost January first. We might have to all come up <laughs> with some some new habits and getting rid of some old ones, but. Yeah. a couple more weeks to stay sloppy <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean that shit's fun <laughs> i don't i'm not saying that i'm like a i don't go to aa or anything like that i just like got too cooked <laughs> yeah for sure back to the skating in the pandemic was there any kind of dope spots that you got to skate that were normally like a crazy bust or anything there i mean a lot of the midtown spots downtown it's mostly like there's a few spots that you can never skate that you could like uh big a few of the plazas cbs ledges like that became a go like nick stain rub bricked and waxed those like before the pandemic and he was skating them for a while but you'd kind of get kicked out periodically but then like during the pandemic we'd go there and like there's no way you'd get kicked out and you could kind of just like post up and skate there which like was cool because new york kind of lacks that like plaza yeah a place you can spend hours well what spots the cvs ledges it's those red kind of reddish ledges the front one yeah yeah that one oh that's a nice one Man, them snapped, eh? That won't take you a while or what? Yeah, it actually did. I went there a few times to try that line, and it's just so exhausting because it's just... That ground is slippery and kind of rough. It's, like, the kind of shit that, like... It's, like, chiseled marble or something, so you're kind of, like, hydroplaning on it the whole time when you're going fast, and it's, like, you got to go fast, otherwise you slow down. The ledges are kind of tall. I don't know. They're they're hard. They're harder than they look. But Mm -hmm. that was one of the best front blunt kickflips 
my eyes have ever seen. Dude, when you Thanks. watched it, you were like, that might be the best one ever. <laughs> that was then, crazy. I was like, that one, uh, it, well, it's different on a rail, but I can never sleep on Reynolds in uh, the end Yeah, on that little rail. That's Ooh. a fucking tall comparison. Oh, yeah. God damn. Wow. I forgot about that. That was one of my first videos, too, the end. That was a classic one. That shit was so good. That was, I mean, like, you talk about skate. What, what was the question? Moments. Skate moments. Getting the end for the first time was like, <laughs> I was like, Crazy. what the hell? Yeah, that, <laughs> that was that was mind-blowing for me because I, I was really young when I got that. But yeah, I remember that that front bump kickflip is really fucking good. Skating skate videos now need more fucking skits like they used to have, man. I know. <laughs> That's what they lack the most. Though. Well, did you feel that way when the DGK video came out? <laughs> <laughs> that shit was still funny. Like they weren't trying to be funny, but it was fucking <laughs> dumb funny. Uh, yeah. The ending. What is the ending when Stevie gets shot? <laughs> I don't remember that weird. too vividly, but I do remember it. I yeah, don't, dude. The acting the, was crazy. Yeah, that shit's gnarly. So Cyrus, when we were first planning this interview, we didn't know this, but uh, you decided to leave nine one seven skateboards. What's the word on that, man? What's popping down there in New York? Well, yeah, I left nine one seven a few months ago. I don't even remember. It must have been like November, maybe or mid November. And I don't know, I just like felt kind of stale and I just wanted to do something else. And that guy from Slap got me to do the interview. And I guess I just like, all the questions were about 917 and shit. And I was just like, it kind of just made me realize how over it I was because I just had nothing good to say. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Which is weird because it seemed like life was perfect over there you're on a company with all your homies this comes as a pretty big shock man it was cool it was just like i guess there's it was just time for change you know you need to just evolve in some way or another and like when shit feels stale you gotta just roll with it and like get away or something i don't know just change it up that's how i felt i just needed to change it up so you were still on when you did the the slap yeah pals thing i think so oh, that okay. was and then i think i must have quit like a week or two after damn yo mm. who knew slap could have an impact like that <laughs> i know me neither i just hadn't really thought about it that hard it's been good just like being a free agent and stuff i don't know it's just like <laughs> a little relieving well this is pretty fresh you got do like i feel like we didn't know a lot of people probably don't know are you are you hoping to get some offers coming in the door on that free agency or uh, what are you thinking uh, no nah, i mean that'd be cool i guess i got s hit up by some people but <laughs> i don't really think that the majority of people really know that i quit because i still have been skating the boards and stuff and it's just been kind of like off the radar it's been quiet you know so i don't think people really think about that unless i were to like go out of my way and like make it announce it or something you know that seems pretty out of character yeah i'm not doing that <laughs> so looking back on your time with 917 would you say there's uh like a moment or two which made you start to think like it might be time to move on well we kind of just wanted things to 
like I guess just doing trips and stuff was kind of a drag and the communication was really all over the place and no one could really like get our anything across you know like if we wanted to do something it just kind of took forever if we wanted a board made it would take forever or not happen and I mean yeah Alex had a lot of a lot on his plate like doing that but it just felt like I don't know I'd I want I'd rather be a part of something that like was a little bit more serious not serious it was serious in a sense I guess just like get the boards made that we want like don't make shit that is just like a joke you know (laughs) just because it's funny and I mean it's cool for shit to be funny and a joke but like it's not cool when the board's not the right size or shape you know or like I don't know it's hard when you can't like get together and plan a trip when we're all like ready to do one and Alex is just like nowhere to be found and hard to contact I don't know I don't really want to go like in on it but I just felt like it was time to change and so I quit you know no doubt well you guys seem like a a tight-knit crew were the rest of the the guys bummed yeah I mean I guess they kind of understood everyone understood and everyone quit after that oh shit (laughs) (laughs) okay okay everyone was like yeah okay (laughs) so it wasn't just you who's okay so you're saying there's a few free agents out there that wasn't my intention to have a that sort of impact but i guess just after a certain amount of people quit it's kind of like this is a dub you know Mm -hmm. and it sucks because we are we were a good crew and we are all good friends and Logan made sick videos and it was all there. It was just like the communication was off and like we couldn't get shit to to happen the way we wanted it to, like company-wise and product-wise. It just seemed to, to be like lazy and we had no control and nothing to do with it. And like I didn't really want my name to be attached to shit that like I didn't back anymore, you know? Don't underestimate your impact. The old man's out here backsmithing death defying rails <laughs> no surprise you started a movement eh so there's a few free agents out there now <laughs> yeah i mean i think it will all turn out like we're everyone's still friends and uh i think it was just time for us to do something else hmm, us all right. put your own energy into something yeah exactly just felt too stale. I just want to be a part of something that I like care about and have like a say in what goes on, you know. Mm-hmm. Be the driving force behind something, man. So, what's the plans moving <laughs> forward? You gonna start taking offers, or or what are you doing? For now, just taking it one step at a time. Um, not really thinking about it too much. Uh, not really sure. Just take it day at a time, you know, things are slow. Um, just skate a bunch. I got people showing me love and support from all sorts of different ends, you know? So I'm good on product and shit like that. That's what's up. 
but I guess only time will tell for the next move, you know? Reading the writing on the wall, uh, we're keeping our ears and eyes peeled for a potential new beginning for you and the homies. Um, yeah. <laughs> whatever you end up doing, good luck. You know you got our support. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Excited to see what's next. Yeah, there's. it's been cool. There, it's been a lot of people reaching out and like showing support, so that's cool, you know. And uh, if you need us to put in uh, a good word at one of your favorite companies, Darkstar, you... Uh, <laughs> You just tell us when, man. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that, I'd be honored. <laughs> Damn, Dono, you had to go uh, there, eh? That's his company. Yeah, I didn't know. I just It was a simple question. I thought it might be Canadian, but I was wrong. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I wonder where that shit's from, like Orange County? Yeah, it's somewhere in Cali for sure. Yeah. It's still rocking, man. It's rocking heavy. They're doing better than ever, probably. Yeah. Sven Kilchman, Guy Kempen, and Cyrus Bennett shared part. I can see it already. Dave Bashinsky, right? Yeah. <laughs> Get some. He's crazy. Yeah. That's an East Coast thing. <laughs> so your squad has often been referred to as the most productive skate crew in the game. <laughs> and it's no doubt why you guys are steady dropping footy. But do you believe that? That's a bold claim. I remember hearing most productive in new york maybe but like that's like no way possible if it's like talking (laughs) about everywhere (laughs) it might be man like you guys are dropping lots of footy we used to i mean this is the first johnny video in like years right people are saying six years i don't really know yeah but because everyone's working on other stuff now like you've yeah 917 videos you had the stussy video a nike video like i don't even view myself as that productive i'm kind of just i view myself as trying to like keep up with everyone else i feel like people are dropping like three parts a year like easy i'm like fuck i gotta like get footage (laughs) 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 that's not really why i just i like to like put something out as much as possible and I don't really like having to rush either, though. So there's yeah. probably a happy medium. Just like try to film like a part or something of the sort of some sort in a year or something. It's good enough for me. Bro, that's crazy, man. Well, you, you hit two parts this year, didn't you? Yeah, I guess so. What's well, that Stussy video came out in like February, I think. Yeah. You got something else planned? I mean, now I since I haven't been drinking i can skate like so much more like my endurance levels are way higher like i don't know if it's like this for everybody but i definitely felt like i don't know just operating at like 50 percent before you know and now it's just like oh everything's so easy like i'm not scared to fall like i'm not gonna get hurt you know like Mm -hmm. you're all hung over and shaky you're like i'm gonna break my neck skating this rail (laughs) yeah your confidence is on a different level yeah i think the confidence level is just like rose because your body is just like quick yeah you know damn bro all right i'm done with steam whistle (laughs) (laughs) It's safe to just quit drinking. But no, I mean, I think I just drank <laughs> way too much. Most people don't drink as much as I did. You mean a steam whistle? <laughs> um, <laughs> yo, all right, it's that time. We got to go behind the scenes on a couple of clips, bruv. 
because you got some epic <laughs> NYC bangers. Take us behind the scenes on the Madison Square Garden backsmith of doom. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, shit. I've been there. I've been to Madison Square Garden like maybe three or four times, and it's always been like early in the morning, and Johnny's super motivated as you guys might know the filmer's so motivated (laughs) he's super motivated he's the one who's like down to wake up at five and do it you know and i'm just i'm like uh you know i'd be like a a lot of people who skate probably of the other like they have a hard time getting the filmer out you know Mm -hmm. but uh the backsmith i went with Johnny, I, I don't know. I, I met him and two of my other homies there, and it was a shit show. There was like a halal cart parked in the landing, and like <laughs> a thousand K two heads like is walking around like zombies, like asking us for shit immediately as we like post up, and it was like so much foot traffic already, and it was just heinous as usual, and. uh but then I started jumping down it. It hurt like shit. I was like, this sucks. Like every time, this fucking sucks. It's like six in the morning and I'm trying to ollie a double set. What am I doing? This fucking hurts my feet. <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, two jumps down the double set. I feel a little better. My homies are there hyping me up. Jack Greer and Cruz. <laughs> and... uh they're like help, they're like telling they're pushing people aside like they actually did they helped a bunch by like directing foot traffic actually props to them and uh he, the k2 heads also they started like catching on to what i was doing and being like yeah <laughs> <laughs> they were like yeah like i st- threw my board at the rail a few times and they were like like some sh- random like lurkers just started helping me out too so i had like six or seven people like holding people back for for telling people to slow down walking by and then it like and the security didn't come out i saw the security guard in there you you where you throw where you start running is like where the security guards hang out and like i think the guy was new i just got lucky because he kept looking at me and i just I probably threw it down at it, like including ollieing down the set like fifteen times, you know, Damn. maybe maybe like seven legit tries, you Damn. know, like it's not like it's like a buck out rail, but like if it was in a spot in like you know like California where like you didn't get kicked out, somebody yeah, like a schoolyard like, spot, somebody would have like kick foot back tailed it or some shit, you know, it's <laughs> nah, like nah, it's nah, like nah, gnarly, nah, but if you, it's gnarly. It, if you could get if you could warm up on it and like really try something like it would have been wrecked by now but i mean it is fucked it's big but it's just cool because it's like madison square gardens you know it's like iconic old just cool to get a trick it feels good but it's also uh really nerve-wracking and just gives me anxiety knowing that I'm gonna wake up at five and go there and try that. But <laughs> it's nuts. all it's all worth it. That's what it, it's well, like. Yeah, it was successful, man. Yeah, don't sell yourself short, man. That thing is actually buck wild. Even if it wasn't a bust and there was no foot traffic, like it's that thing's scary as hell. 
it's gnarly, but I, I just want to get I want to skate it again because I, I never got a photo on it. I'm trying to get a photo. Damn, what's up, back it. tail? I don't know. Jeez. I don't know. What should I try? <laughs> yeah, back tail. Back tail Why yeah. was it made a thing about uh, Strobeck posting TJ's kick front board attempts after that? I feel like people uh, thought that like Strobeck was trying to come at you. Or yeah, something no, like. that's what they said. But like you said, and it's or like we just came to realize that Slap's got a bunch of fourteen year olds also <laughs> looking at Instagram and like making narratives in their heads. So. That's like what it is, probably. Mm. I don't. I don't think Bill did that. He texted me like, f- kind of like, "What the fuck, dude? I didn't do that." I swear. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think you did." I think. <laughs> I think people read into shit and believe oh, yeah. what they want to think. You know. Yeah, dude. Kick front board would be so crazy on that. He was. He I tried know. It like forty times. Yeah. Or whatever. Was yeah. Insane. He was. Go- he was going up there a bunch and trying that. That's insane, man. We can't yeah. talk about that rail without shouting out Billy Rohan. Yeah. And the OG was, no slide. Woo, that was bugged. That was like no fucks given. Like, he yeah. definitely didn't have people walking out. That's just like the stars aligning right there. Well, he wanted to hit someone. <laughs> Some freak luck. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. So sick. All right. So, another trick. This one just dropped in the in Johnny's new vid. Backtail kickflip down the black hub, man. What the hell, dog? Yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't know that that would be such a hit, but uh, I guess anything down Black Hub is tight. It is. Because it's like so, f- it's such a cool spot, but I also am just like, or you would never catch me on a day where I'm like, let's go to Black Hub. Like, <laughs> I, ne- I do not want to go there. It's just like people were skating that prop up over the trash can where Nick did that line. Yeah. This summer, you probably seen like Zara do a bunch of tricks over it and shit. Yeah. Like people were skating on Instagram and stuff. So like we were going there, so people would skate that. And like that's how it is in the summertime when people come to New York. It's just like twenty deep, and it's like let's go like nowhere. Let's go like <laughs> just skate around downtown. But like it's cool that because that's like that fucking happened on one of those days, you know? Like, it wouldn't have happened otherwise. (laughs) Like, I didn't want to go there, but, like, I was just wanted to skate, and I just started... Or I was there a couple days before, and I was, like, trying back tails on it. And I think Nick Stain was, like, back tail flip. And I was like, (laughs) yeah, maybe. Like, that could work. And then, like, I forgot about it, and then we went back, like, a week later, and, like nobody was skating we went there for someone to try something and nobody was skating and then i just started backtailing and then i tried to flip and it just flipped like perfect but then like and yeah and then i landed i was like dude this is such a crap shoot because this kink and like how round it is is like mad hard you know you can't really judge what the fuck's happening (laughs) and then like probably like a few like 10 tries in i like did a perfect one and like slipped out not expecting to land and i was like oh my god now i now i'm nervous and now i'm gonna be bummed if i don't but then it happened and i was like so fucking hyped i was really hyped on that actually it just felt really good to land something on that piece of shit (laughs) 
dude i know that feeling you described all too well where you come yeah. close to a clip that you think is like almost too good to be true and then yeah you're in your head so much more yeah i just got so in my head out of nowhere because it just like ha- it like literally lined up so well and i wasn't ready to land but i landed perfect and slipped out Fuck. and then i was like no way is <laughs> that it's like that easy if it lines up but mm-hmm. like please don't choke now <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. shit that's dope but they, luckily it it didn't turn it, like it kind of just happened and i like didn't have to freak out or anything i was like sick i love days like today <laughs> <laughs> so you love the spot the sombrero you did backside 180 wally manny half cap flip and tons of other tricks man take us behind the scenes on that one and just how many clips have you gotten there, man? Because it seems like a staple in all your video. Well, that spot is just like, I don't know how to really describe it, I guess, because you have to like throw down and go down a curve and like then do a trick, wally and do a trick and then land and then go down another curve. It's kind of like a, I guess I'd compare it to like throwing a fucking tennis ball and trying to like make it into a like hoop and then land into a hole or something you know <laughs> like it's like a challenge i guess you know yeah, it's like every part of it's I, a challenge it's kind every part of it's a challenge it's like uh it's kind of like the spot i'll suggest if like no one's in town and we don't got shit to do and i'm like it's kind of fun to just like throw down and carve around that thing and try it but then once you really start to try a trick, it becomes like the biggest nightmare in the world. And it's probably the most time spent I've tried any trick. That The 180 faking me any half cab flip was probably like the longest I've ever tried a trick in my life because it's like pitted on top. So like you'll get little think you're landing in a mani and just go in a hole. I bondoed it a bunch of times. It's just like a nightmare, but it's cool. I don't know why I'm like weirdly addicted to it, but I hate it too. I guess it's just like sick and the worst. (laughs) Everyone else seems really hates it. I kind of love it. I kind of hate it. Yeah, man. Because every part you have, you got something in. You stepped up the half cab flip out in this part. What's harder, fakey flip or half cab flip out? Fakey flip. Yeah, I guess your shoulders are turning. But did, was it as much of a battle? No, it wasn't. I think I just had, like, having been punished so hard on that first <laughs> try, I got better at the whole motion, and I kind of knew the deal. Yeah. Maybe. Or maybe I just, like, do manual so much. Now I've been manualing more. Been manualing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I I think I'm out of tricks though. Like I wouldn't anticipate any more on that thing. Oh, but he'll be back. <laughs> maybe I will. Maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're probably right. I'll think of some bullshit. What about gapping over the thing you land? That'd be cool. Yeah, I know. Oh. No one does that. I've always thought about that, but oh, it's kind of it kind of kills all your speed. You can't really maintain much speed. Really? People used to people would wally up ride and then skated like a gap oh back in the oh, day damn. yeah so you've stated max palmer's your favorite skater but he's also the good homie you got a max story for the people 
I thought of this time we were in Puerto Rico and Max is like with uh we were in Puerto Rico with like Johnny and it was on a Nike trip actually with like Ashad and like Corey and John Alden was there. It was for Ashad's like dunk back when he was having dunks in like 2015 or something like 16 maybe. And uh me and Max and Andrew and Johnny were on the trip too and uh I just remember, like, we're the last night at some hotel, and, like, Andrew's girlfriend at the time was from Puerto Rico, and she brought all her friends. <laughs> and uh, we were, like, hanging out in, like, a hot tub, like, by the pool at night, and, like, everyone was there, like, Scuba and John Alden and shit. <laughs> and, like, Max was just... we'd. I just like looked over at John and he was like laughing his ass off and it was like I was like what what he's like look at Max over there spitting spitting game sitting in a puddle <laughs> and I look over and there's these two chicks like in bathing suits standing up and Max is like sitting on the floor in a puddle like naked like in his bathing suit but just like like hanging out talk, sitting in a puddle talking to these <laughs> chicks it was just like so max like i was like fuck that's so good also i th he one time we were at a club this is like super out of character for him nobody ever believed me when i told him this happened because i witnessed it like right firsthand <laughs> where we were at like up and down i'm pretty sure like some pretty like you know ritzy like dumbass club in the city and um we were with some friend who had like a table and stuff and we were walking through like the dance floor and max i was just walking behind max and we were both so fucked up and i don't think he realized that i was behind him but like he, we were like squeezing through people and like this person like shoved him because we were like touching people moving like walking by and he turned around and like full body like pushed them and <laughs> then and then they came at him and pushed him again and he just started swinging like both <laughs> arms like in the club like swinging and the bouncer grabbed him and he turned around and started swinging on him no. grab they grabbed him took him out and i like i was like right there i was like yo what the fuck <laughs> And I like followed him outside and I was like, yo, are you good? And he like, didn't even look at me. He's like, give me my fucking skateboard. And then they were like, he wants his skateboard. And they <laughs> gave him his skateboard and he like skated all the way back home, like from the West side, like back to Brooklyn, just hammered after Damn. trying to fight everyone at the club. It was really weird. <laughs> That's very out of character for him. Yeah, I was going to say that. That's not what I would picture when you watch him skate. Yeah. He's like Jesus a mellow-ass, soft-spoken, chill person, but sometimes he gets the demons when he's drunk, I guess. Something got into him, man. <laughs> Dude, I've never heard of anyone having any luck fighting bouncers, man. Yeah. No, I'm surprised they didn't do anything to him either. They kind of just picked him up and, like, placed him outside. <laughs> they didn't even, like, toss him. All right, man, it's time. Okay. Can you tell us the story of Halloween night 2019? The boy Jesse told us it's a big one. <laughs> oh. uh, the story isn't that good. I just pretty much like fucking peaked and <laughs> crashed. I don't know. 
Uh, it just led to like a huge fight with my girlfriend because I like passed out on my friend's couch. We were just being bad and like getting hammered and stuff. And like I passed out on my friend's couch and I was supposed to come to Me- go to Mexico. I did go to Mexico City the next day, but I was supposed to go to her friend's wedding that I was like bitching about how I didn't want to go the whole time, like a whole month before. And then I passed out on my friend's couch getting hammered and uh came home and she just like lost her shit on me (laughs) like in the morning it was so bad she was like it's fucking over like blah blah blah. like we didn't even do that night before like it was like whack like nothing happened just like classic getting fucked up with my friends and like doing nothing and i ended i was like about to go home get an uber with some homies and the next thing i know i'm like getting woken up on dom's couch and there's like 15 of my friends just like (laughs) sprawled out on this living room floor looking so heinous like everyone like covered in like face paint and like shit and like people like my someone pulled up like immediately with like a bunch of pet cases of white claw and i was like supposed to fly to mexico in like two to two hours and like like I have to go get an Uber home. My girlfriend loses her shit. She's like throwing stuff all over the apartment. I'm like, yo, like I just passed out at Dom's. Like I'm sorry. She's like, this is it. And then I flew to Mexico with her. Kind of like <laughs> settled it on the plane. I was just like, complete mess. I meet Brengar at the airport. He's like, you better be working <laughs> on that apology. I'm like, all right. <laughs> I'm like, okay, yeah, you're right, I'm fucked. And I get on the plane, and uh, it's just fucking so whack. I get the worst headache of my life, and, like, (laughs) then I get to Mexico. She's like, you're not coming to the wedding with me. I'm like, yeah, fuck. Like, what can I say? I get a hotel room in Mexico City. Brengar is with his girlfriend because he thought I was going to be with my girlfriend. His girlfriend flew down to stay with him for a couple days while I was supposed to be at this wedding, but I just got a hotel room and just, like, fucking detox and, like, sweat, and it was, like, raining in Mexico City, and I was by myself for, like, two days. But then it got sunny after two days, and I, like, sweat all the bullshit out, came to terms with reality, and I was like, I'm not fucking drinking. This is bullshit my life sucks right now (laughs) and I was supposed to I was going on a Stussy trip or like Stussy funded to film for that video with Brengar and Max was meeting up too but I was supposed to go to this wedding that's why I went to Mexico City my girlfriend got back from the wedding we kind of like settled we hung out for a day I like apologized and I was like I'm really sorry she's like it's all good like it's all good we're but we live together so it it was kind of like a reality check because it like changed my life a little bit. I had to like figure out I had to live alone and blah, blah, blah. Not a big deal, but I was just like, I'm not getting fucked up anymore. This is heinous. Um. <laughs> Damn, bro. That was what sparked the whole change, eh? <laughs> and then, I, I, yeah, I also had been injured too. And I was like, f- just like, dude, I just falling apart. It felt like. And I got to Mexico, my back was like doing this shit where it pinches. And then I got, we went to Guadalajara. 
after a couple of days, I hung out with Rengar and uh, his girlfriend, kind of settled stuff with my ex and like she went on her way and then we got on a me and Brangar got on a plane to Guadalajara and it was just like go time it was fine just like my back got better I wasn't I stopped drinking and uh we got <laughs> clipped like, right. hey flipped it into a skate trip <laughs> not a bad way to end it man yeah not a bad way to end it so it's that end of year. I mean, by the time this comes out, who knows? Sodi might have already been picked. But, yo, give us uh, your quick pick. What are your thoughts on the final eight? Or I think it is right now. I don't really know who it is, but I've seen some kids, like, posting about Alexis Sablone. She's, like, in the fi- finals, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it'd be sick if she got it. It'd be sick if a female got it. And she's, like that last part in that converse video i was like incredibly hyped on i thought that was so Mm -hmm. sick and like just like actually really sick style and like so and good trick selection and fucking gnarly and like it was just like really cool she like rips i didn't even like i've seen her skating she's been around forever too it's cool that she's like still like ripping it I don't even know how old she is. How old is she? Mm, she was know. in PJ Lads. Yeah, she's got to be in her 30s for sure. Mid-30s, yeah. Yeah, That's like, it. she's fucking buck, and she's sick. <laughs> I think she should get Sodi. Yeah, it's fucked. Other than that, everyone's so good at skating. It's like, is it, like, that what you're judged on? Like, how good you are? Or like, how gnarly or how many parts you put out like i don't fucking care about that really <laughs> like yeah i think that is what it is like that's it the single yeah. best year yeah i guess that's what it is and it's it's cool but that's like that's just like classic i don't know it's boring. Yeah, you could make it's, a case for Alexa. it's too boring everyone's too everyone's so good and i appreciate everybody skateboarding and their own on a different level you know but it'd be cool if it like alexis got it for sure if i mean me and donald both are on team mason silva but if he doesn't i mean mason mason's obviously gonna win and he deserves it because that kind of like i don't think anybody's ever seen that much work been put in (laughs) filming and skating and i've skated with him i know he fucking works hard and he deserves it probably he went through new york this year didn't he yeah, he comes through sometimes. He ain't scared of the East Coast. <laughs> he is really gnarly. Like, <laughs> I don't know how his body, like, doesn't need a rest, you know? He's young still, man. Yeah. Dude, but like, Justification for the vacation he's yeah. already made. Didn't he do like, Alley Front Healed Black Hubba? I was there that day, drinking. <laughs> I, I was drinking while I was doing that. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, yeah... I just I just don't know how he can do that like do that shit over like how how's he going to film four parts that gnarly in a year? Dude, how's right? he going to do it next year? What is the next <laughs> year? Yeah. That's what I mean. It's like that is just how can anyone's body handle that? Yeah, Supreme If being. he the only person that if Alexis is the only person that if she won over Mason, I'd be like You'd accept Sto- it. I'd be I mean, Burl, t- shout out Burl, too. Burl's fucking yeah. done some of the craziest shit I've seen in skateboarding. like, And, like, some of the cool, like, grinding that rail on Sunset was, like, kind of the sickest shit ever because that's just 
unholy like you would never imagine anybody grinding that thing the one that people skate over the kinked yeah, curved yeah. one yeah that was crazy and i don't know he's he, everyone puts in so much work it's like everyone should get fucking sody i don't know I don't know for sure. I know Yo, it sucks early. when like guys at the end when there's like a couple that could win that year and you're like fuck you should have just saved it for next year yeah. or something you, know? <laughs> you guys are just killing each other for no fucking reason yeah it's i don't think elijah's in that mason level this year elijah's part was fucking crazy no we yeah love elijah but mason just did that shit four times bro no he just did that shit four times there's there's no competition really at that point it's like but alexis nope. i like that line too if alexis i would accept that yeah that would be a curveball and that would be that would be a sick ass curveball exactly yeah and in su- such a fucked up year like this it's probably it'd be a good thing you know yeah the world might need something like that to happen i know it's like i think it's time but yeah, yeah. Uh, Mason did some some shit that nobody's ever done, and I didn't think was possible to do that many tricks in a year. <laughs> yeah, Dude, it was disrespectful Seriously. putting a part on IGTV. Like that's just is that what he did? Yeah, he put a savage part on Instagram television for fuck's sake. Yeah, one of the was that like a fifth little bonus one? I don't know what like the a, fuck it was, but the other day track. or something. No, no, it was like, like a, a month or two ago. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, see, I don't even know if I've seen him all. <laughs> That's when you know he's killing it. That last one is what really, like, sticks out to me. That Spitfire one was, like, really sick. Yeah, that was For crazy. sure. And the, the craziest thing is that this fool didn't even have a board sponsor for a while. I know. And a lot I mean, of people are well, probably kicking themselves. Like, I'm glad he, he got on he Reel. He got one of the old ones. Yeah. It's a good yeah, match. Yeah, Reel is like, sick. Reel's classic. Yeah. There's a lot of companies that probably could have thrown a blank check at him. Yeah. It's probably just hard to make up his mind, you know? I'm sure he had options. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Joe. What's next for Cyrus, man? Staying healthy and skating and hanging out with my friends and just doing, just trying to keep skating, I guess, man. Easy, bro. <laughs> yeah. Easy answer. Love it. Yo, 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 it's Rapid Fire with the Ghost, and this week, it's an honor to be brought to you by Dickies. We talking the flex, loose fit, double knee work pants, an all-around skater's dream. You feel me? Whether you're getting buck in the streets, at the skate park, you're going to work, you're chilling at home, this is the pant for you and the pant for me. If you're looking for durability and longevity in your pants, this flex fabric is for you, cuz. Wrinkle-resistant, multi-use cell phone pocket, imported, longer tunnel belt loops. Man, this pants got it all. Get yourself some Dickies, baby. It's the only way. All right, Cyrus, you ready to make it pop? NYC style? (laughs) Yeah, let's do it. Favorite skater? Uh, Van Wassel. Hell yeah. Favorite video? I'll just say the end because we were talking about that. <laughs> Favorite video part? Jerry Sue, Bag of Suck. <sighs> Favorite style? Van Wassel. Which skater had the biggest influence on the way you skate? When I was getting into skating, I was into like Baker and uh, 
like sorry and shit like all those like punk guys so, like Ali Balala and Jim Greco and shit no. but I don't think that uh, that really did much for me <laughs> <laughs> most talented skateboarder on planet earth you too cool. favorite trick back tail hardest trick for you switch back tail <laughs> most illegal trick Bennett grind <laughs> <laughs> favorite clip you've ever gotten Probably that 180 fakie mini half cab flip because it took so goddamn long and I just felt like never felt that way from landing a trick. <laughs> you could see it in the footage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Gnarliest trick you've ever witnessed? I feel like it's something Ashad's done, but I really just don't know what. I've seen him try to grind some rail that like kinked at the end to gap up like a flat to seven stair. <laughs> That was really scary and gnarly to watch. Damn. But I've, at this point, I feel like I've seen a lot of shit, that I, which I'm very hyped on and happy to be able to say that. But I can't really think of one thing that sticks out to me in particular. Okay, we can come back to that. Sorry. Yeah. Or, or just, like, say some... It doesn't matter. Just shout out any clip. Um, what's the one trick that got away? Backside flip, fakie Manny half cab into the courthouse. Oh, oh, fucking hell! Damn, bro. Save that one for Sodi twenty twenty one. Yeah, save that one. <laughs> what's the biggest bunt you've ever witnessed? My friend claiming to switch tray over a rail, and it's like no fucking way. <laughs> <laughs> who, who, who did it? You know. Homie, Kevin. Come on, Kev. <laughs> Come on, Kev. You gonna claim a switch tray God, and not put damn. it down? Can't believe you, dog. That's fucking. He ain't even. He's not in the rankings on switch tray. That's. Uh, he's got a. He's got a mean one. Heard he did, but <laughs> never. He never brought. Brought it. He had the mean flat ground one, but he never brought it to the streets <laughs> or like to it. He never brought it to over the rail at Brick 9, that's for sure. Oh, oh Brick oh, 9? Oh. Come on. That's a big one. Wait, Brick 9, is that the one everyone's skating these days? Yeah. With two sets in a row? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. But there's a, rail, there's a rail on the, like, side of the first one that, like, you can skate over that's, like, kind of, it's like the the steps meet at an angle and the rail goes down at the angle so, so you, you can, can skate over the rail. Yeah. Did John Shannon do that? Yeah. Is it that one? Uh, John, John Shannon, did he tra- switch tray over it? I don't know if I'm thinking of the same spot, but he switched. No, nah, he, he might have skated it. Yeah, he might have switched trade it for sure. It's possible. I think like, this, he this, definitely switched trade some like brick. This set. was like eight years. This was like six years ago. This My homie said this and like everybody kind of like made fun of him for it. And, <laughs> and now it's kinda, fucking like, on a podcast, man. Poor guy. Now it's on a podcast and I hope he doesn't hear it. <laughs> Oh yeah, Kevin, legend. But yeah. we want to see that. If it, if it's not the one John Shanahan did, I want to see that. Yeah. Um, Send him a box if he does it. Yeah. yeah. If you screen grab the one John Shanahan did, it could be redoed. To be honest. All right. Not, not to be okay. a savage. Redoed. <coughs> Redone. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is? What's the last new trick you learned? I did a switchback Smith. Never did one before. Ooh, oh, okay, nice one. okay. A little winning. Yeah, tank. I still have yet to do one on a real wedge though, but I want to do it. That's a good one. 
dream job after skating? I guess maybe doing what I went to school for is designing product design. It'd be cool to do like shoes, maybe. Sick. Sick. Favorite local brand? Shout out to my homies at Look Studio. Sick. They used a big uh, Vans collab, man. Yeah, that's uh, Don Darrow. He's the homie. He's always helped me with shit. Hell yeah. Sick. They got sick bands. Yeah, they're cool. He makes good stuff. The stuff's quality. Mm-hmm. Like all the hoodies and hats and stuff are like good, sor- well-sourced yeah. product. Nice. And good screen printing, too, if you want to get your shit printed. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking turned into a look studio ad. I like it, dog. Yeah. Favorite local skater? Eric Derringer comes out of the woodwork every once in a while. You might know him from like old. Wait, what's that shit from like San Jose? Uh, Not flip mode, but the other crew. Tilt mode? Tilt mode, sorry. Yeah. Tilt mode. He he was in those videos, Eric Derringer. He lives here. Uh, Jerry Mraz. Fucking Dave Cato, Zared, just a lot of like local. Zared's like a fucking icon, oh, but yeah. the rest of them are a little bit more low key. Yo, who's so. the the leather jacket homie that? Uh, oh, John Franco. Bro, he is. He's got the illest clips in the game, man. He he's the bartender at one of those bar at a bar there. It, yeah, the flower Babs shop. And oh, he was. Yeah, yeah we met. Uh, him he there. worked at the. He worked at the flower shop. He's sick. That dude's hilarious, and he's a good friend of mine. Dude, his uh, skating is incredible, man. It really <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, it really is. It's it's something else. <laughs> <laughs> What's the one sponsor you regret riding for? What did I ride for? Oh, uh, Jessup. Jessup grip tape sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite teammate ever? Max Palmer. Easy. Worst teammate ever? <laughs> okay, Alex. <laughs> Worst company? It's funny because I said my favorite part was Jerry to sue bag of suck, but I fucking hate enjoys jokes and their ads. <laughs> yeah, fuck them for stealing my name halfway, too. <laughs> company element fuck it oh <laughs> worst trend fucking careful hands oh Yo, those hands have so many different names yeah I that like- shit is beat dude <laughs> fuck out of here fake style in general yeah fake style in general we can see you you know <laughs> worst style Fuck it, Clive Diggs. <laughs> <laughs> last but not least, last person you want on the sesh? Clint Walker. She. <laughs> yeah. You got? Is there a story to that? You been on a sesh with them? No, nah, I just like was supposed to go on a trip one time, and then I was told Clint Walker was going, and I bailed. So. You <laughs> that, didn't even like, give him a chance. Dude, I seen some shit of him like beating up some bum on Instagram. Yeah, that was fucked. Yeah. Because he was trying to do his fucking stupid line. Yeah. All right, y'all. That's going to wrap up our interview with Cyrus. My man. Big respects. Nice meeting you guys. That was fun. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Break it down like whatever you want.
to the post office brought to you by the one and only Dickies quality workwear since 1922 from the work site to the streets Dickies has everything you need you've got mail ghost you want to do a little special shout out before we get started here yeah 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 it's definitely time for a special random shout out and that's to our homegirl missy westland and her boyfriend ben uh, i think last season she wanted to get some gear for her boyfriend who's a big fan of the show and we were out of shit so she ended up sending us some cookies in the mail which were amazing by the way thank you so much all we had to do was wish ben a merry fucking christmas so hope you all had a great christmas happy new year and missy the cookies were excellent ben you're a lucky guy and we're so stoked y'all fuck with the pod hell yeah you know the way to our heart through our stomach man all right first up we got an email from taylor roberts hey guys loving the no bullshit approach in your interviews it's really given me a different outlook on skateboarders i've known since my childhood mostly for the good but some for the bad I've looked up to Jamie Thomas since I got into skating in high school a decade and a half ago, but after all the shit talking on the guy I've heard from various guests on the show, I have zero care for this fallen hero and sort of wish I could go back to my roots circa 2005. My question is, without mentioning any names, or do if you'd like, are there any people in the skate industry you have seen a new light on for the good or the bad through doing your podcast? Thanks and love the show. First off, I'm gonna come to Jamie Thomas's aid here. I'm gonna get his back. He gets a lot of hate, maybe for the way he runs his business, but um, Jamie's a hell of a guy, man. He's a good guy, so uh, l- let's take it easy on him. Yeah, there's definitely a bunch of people where you think of them one way. You do the interview and you're like, oh shit, like I actually fuck with this person heavily. An example I've given before was Leo Romero. We both, or I don't want to speak for you, but I thought like the word on the street was he was a dick or something, but then he ended up being like one of our favorite guests ever. Uh, More recently, Heitor De Silva. I had no clue what to expect. I thought, like I, I wasn't even particularly interested in interviewing him, but Dono was like, nah, nah, we're doing it. And uh, once we did, I immediately loved the kid and like wish him nothing but the best in his career. So it's really nice when that happens. Sometimes it can go the other way where you're all excited and then they kind of let you down. But uh, Hator and Hator is like a good recent example of, of being pleasantly surprised. I got to say, I had my doubts about interviewing Kelly Hart. I thought it was going to be like one of those super professional professional sports style interviews where every answer is just programmed into them and everything about skateboarding is just the greatest and blue skies and sunny days. But Kelly kept it real and we've kept in touch ever since and that's the homie now, man. A great example, great example. I felt the same way. He won us over real quick. Good guy. Mm-hmm. All right, next up, we got an email from Josh Lavrov. What's up, Bump Boys? Over the course of the pandemic, I've gotten really into this skating game called Session. If you haven't heard of it, it's really hardcore skating simulator type game that's inspired by 90s and 2000s. So you can skate 
Love, The Brooklyn Banks, Pyramid Ledges, etc. The lead developer is a fellow Canadian skate rat, and it was co-signed by the GOAT, Mark Alpliard. So I think it'd be up your guy's alley. Anyway, my question to you guys is, uh, were skateboarding games a big-time thing for you growing up? I feel like anyone coming up skating in the 2000s, 2010s at least played Tony Hawk or Skate once. So I was curious if you two got down with those games back then or even now. Shout out to NJ Skate Shop and big shout out to the Black Label Bunter, wherever he is. If you have any more good stories about him, please do tell because those were always hilarious. Keep it up with the pod. Episode one of the new season was a barn burner. Looking forward to the rest of the season. That's a big time email, Josh. Coming for the Black Label Bunter stories. Um... And big shout out to NJ Skate Shop as well, man. Nothing but love for those guys. Did you ever play those video games? Uh, in grade seven and eight, definitely. There was like a a demo version of Tony Hawk Pro Skater Two that you could download on the computers in the library. Mm-hmm. So like anytime we were in the library or sneak in there at lunch or whatever, yeah, you know, man's would download that real quick real quick play some tony hawk uh, i think the first time i ever played it was like at lude's birthday in like grade five before i skated um so yeah i i never was a big system guy i never had like my own playstation or anything like ever but at school or at a friend's house definitely got down with tony hawk too yeah i definitely and remember one. playing the original tony hawk when it came out it's like when i first started skating six-year-old had it like right off the jump and then mm-hmm. i feel like we kind of played skate when we were older at like pre-drinks or something remember at like the davisville house yeah. they would always play skate and you could it was I your turn until though. you fell or something yeah. yeah i know yeah we fucked around with it but i never same thing like once i got past like grade 11 or something i didn't have any video game systems still don't shows to that yo i, I love being free from the systems yeah at this at this stage of my life like i still stay off them because i know it would be a wrap for me like uh, i had like a bad addiction at the end of high school with first person shooters so like i ain't even trying to like enter that world yeah because then then it's goodbye ghost even in the summer <laughs> um black label bunter stories did we ever tell the one where I was trying to 50-50 the rail at Dundas Square? I think I've told that one. Yeah, let's hear it. I don't remember it. You know the like little six-day rail there? Yeah. Yeah, I did a line where I was... Uh, I did switch 180 the big two, then front board the six-day. And then I was trying to 50-50 the six-day round bar. <laughs> and like obviously we've always had trouble 50-50ing round bars. It's never been like our cup of tea. And I remember just jumping on it and falling off for like forever, it felt like. And then Black Label Bunter just pulled up on his bike out of nowhere like he usually would. (laughs) And he's like, dude, you just got to land it, man. You're doing the hard part. And I was like, oh, my God, as if this fucking guy just told me I got to land it. But I did. So he, he pushed me in the right direction. So whenever you needed the Black Label Bunter, whether it was for a laugh or for some motivational purposes you would just pop up out of nowhere man and then uh <laughs> i got the 50 and he just uh-huh. kept on biking 
bro that's so good that's the ultimate like if the if someone who's got the name bunter in his nickname is like telling you basically calling you out for bunting like there's no way you're not going for it like, in the next couple it's time, tries. it's time to do this and get out of here oh uh, miss that guy yeah did anyone sort of what about yeah sort of what about the the gap to rail at uh, ryerson remember that day yeah, I think we told that story though. Okay. I, I I told that one. Yeah. If what? How about this? Next time, I see Duncan or like any homies from that era, like we'll we'll try and fish out a new one okay. and then we'll drop it on the people. Yeah, that'd be dope. Yeah. Those, I feel like those are the ones that he's like mo- most memorable are the gap to rail, Skydome thirteen, and then his like high speed tray flips at the pond. They never like. <laughs> <laughs> Start freaking out and throwing his board around. <laughs> All right, let's keep it moving. All right, next up, we've got an email from Jacob H. What's good, Bunk Gang? Thanks so much for opening up season 13 with a barn burner. Jeff Linosi seems so dope. And I'm hyped on the shout out to Eric Herrera. I've been talking about that dude to the homies for a while now, to the point where it's probably annoying. Anyway, my question might be difficult, so please take your time with answering. In the Stefan Janowski episode, you said that if you took all the songs in a skater's part and compiled them into a playlist, he would be one of the best. Besides Stefan, which skater do you think would have the best playlist? I'm going to throw my hat in for Keith Hoofnagel. May he rest in peace. Anyway, hope you all have a good one, and I'm looking forward to the rest of season 13. Peace. Damn, that's a good question, you know. Yeah, shit. I gotta say, it wouldn't be Morgan Smith. Oh, damn. That's probably real <laughs> low on my list too, and no fault of his own, for fuck's sakes. No, obviously not. You know who always has good tracks, and they might not always go super well at this part, but he does pick good tracks. Is Miles Silvis? Yeah. I'll go with uh, Rodrigo TX. He's. He's got a bunch of different types of shit. He's got some Brazilian rap, some Brazilian non-rap that's, you know, sticks in your head. Like his songs in the firm, that really sick beat. And then the other ones, like the the one that I sang before, I'll spare the listeners this time. Uh, but then he, he skates to a lot of like Mob Deep as well. Uh, and he's also put out like 376 parts over the years and yeah. i enjoy like every single one of them so sometimes even if you don't love the song first t you watch the part enough it grows on you so uh, i'll go with rodrigo tx man i'll throw grant patterson in there too he's had some banging tracks yeah but the funny thing about grant is like you talk to him about the songs he skated to he hates like pretty much all of them mm-hmm. but those are all songs that were on our fucking mp3 players back in the day because of him all right, next up, we got an email from Joshua Murphy. First, would like to give a major shout out to my friend Joey Abarca for putting me onto the bunt. Listening to the stories, illegal tricks, and inside jokes is the closest thing we have to kicking it in our OG local shop, the Denver shop. Talking shit and making jokes like the glory days. Best pod in skateboarding. Also, would like to thank the bunt Instagram. I think it's D Jones, really, for sending some positive energy. I had knee surgery last year and Joey tagged me in the bus crew tray flip challenge. I commented back and said, 
I wasn't healed up enough yet. D Jones hit me with a get well soon, and that went a long way. Now that I'm back on the board, was on the session with my best friend Brian Smith the other day, and Nolly backs the 180 over a cone. Middle of my board cleared the cone, but neither wheels did. Any 180 variation over a cone or hydrant can be pretty suspect if only the middle of the board clears. Doesn't count in my opinion. Brian said it counts, but he's also 40 plus. <laughs> Down to give him an age pass, honestly. So age aside, settle the dispute. If a skater 180s in any other way over a cone, hydrant, etc., and only the middle of the board clears, does it count? And then he sent a couple pictures. This is looking like his nolly back one over the cone. Dope pick. Fucking, I like it. And then he's got, for reference, a picture of, um, what's that homie on Primitive? It's like Robert, Robert Neal. Nolly front healing. That insane pillar thing from Flat. I think he's saying that his friend Brian Smith nolly 180 it. And that he's 40 plus. Which would be extremely impressive. Holy shit, that Nolly back one's from a 40 year old? <laughs> 40 plus. 40 dude. plus? We don't even. Bro, he looks even know. like. Could be older. That 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 looks like Gilbert young. Crockett for all I know. I was gonna say that. Like the pop, the tats. Holy fuck. Yeah. The style? Yeah. That is Gilbert Crockett. <laughs> um, Jesus Christ, Gilbert. What do you think about that? I've thought about that too. But you know what? How the hell are you going to get your trucks over? I'm, yeah, I'm like, I don't have that much pop. So if I can, like, it's, yeah, a, it's always <laughs> it's always nolly front heels too. <laughs> Chad Dixon always be nolly front healing over shit. Just getting the board barely over with his dust ass. Uh, but no, I say it counts. Yo, I always love that one when uh, the nose is like way further down. Than yeah, the tail yeah. And like the, the lower part gets over. But as long as the board is flat at some point and it goes over, I'm good with it. Like, I'm good with that Nolly back 180. He's over it. He didn't hit the cone. The board is flat. I'm all right with it. Yeah, that's a very good point you bring up because whether it's a, a half cab flip or Nolly front heel, any sort of 180 trick over something, you can do it rocket where, like, Let's say you're doing a nollie front heel and just the tail goes over because it like flicks yeah. vertically like that, but your nose is like clearly beneath. That's that's sketchy. That doesn't really count. But like Donald said, if it flattens out at some point and the wheels aren't over, but the middle of your board is, like the middle of the board is a good gauge. I'd say 40 plus years old. That's a fucking make. Shout out to Brian. Hell yeah, Brian. Thanks for the email, Joshua. Big time. And hope you're healing up good, man. Real shit. All right, next up, we got an email from Ryan Lewerka. Hey, Bunt dudes. Hope you're both doing well. I know those Ontario winners can be brutal. Also, Dono, I sent you a DM on IG earlier, but endless props and congrats for joining the dad club. My little dude is almost two. Being a dad is a real trip. I noticed there's a lot of skaters out there with kids, man. A lot more than I thought. But man, it gets even crazier when you start seeing yourself and your kid personality-wise. Hopefully you and your lady are getting some well-deserved sleep. And Seifa, I know you've had some rough times with concussions, so I sincerely hope you're feeling 100% these days. To start off, so happy that you're back with season 13. 
the Jeff Linosi episode was unreal and brought me back to watching his clips on my The End VHS. I've been binge listening to The Bunt while I drive around to different clients for my job. I actually remember one client asking me if I was doing okay because I was crying laughing by myself in my work vehicle listening <laughs> to the Hugo episode and clearly had post-tears redness going on. Since I know you get a bunch of random ass questions all the time, I figured I'd throw in three that have nothing to do with each other. All right, say let's answer these one by one, all right? Yeah. Do you guys snowboard at all? If you have any notable stories with your crew of guys going up, I know selection is limited to what? Trombley and maybe Blue Mountain. We are hella spoiled out here in the West Coast, but you guys got to get yours where you can. You, get, you have a snowboard story? Uh, snowboard story... Like when I started skating, I'd split my years half and half with snowboarding before like the skate addiction took over. Me and my boy, Phil, used to snowboard together all the time. And uh, one time we went up with some girls from school that were like our friend Tyler's older sister's friends. And they were like our dream like girls, but they were like out of our league because they were like three years older. <laughs> and then... I was trying to like, you know, chat them up sort of, but like so shy, like feeling very nice, just like talking to them. They said our dream girls. And then like mm -hmm. after like a nice little combo, I'm feeling all nice and uh, go to the bathroom and then peep myself in the mirror, bare snot all over my face. I was so fucking <laughs> mad at Phil for not telling me. <laughs> like, oh, fuck. Oh. Let that be a lesson to all the homies out there, yo. If you see your boys with some fucking boogers or some food in their beard or anything, a little pimple they need to pop, let your homies know, man. Yeah, Don't shit. be fucking shy about this shit with your dogs. Fuck, man. Who's going to look out for you if it ain't your homie, man? Uh, I couldn't believe it. Fucking hell. <laughs> um, that's a really good one. Didn't have much to do with snowboarding, but whatever. I think um, two years ago, I got on like a little bit of a snowboard binge and I started going... Like after work, we would drive to the ones just in like Ajax Whippy for like, it's like a cheap discounted raid if you go at night. And one night there was a ton of us there, like Wade, Cody, six-year-old, Simon, Shane. Like it was crazy. Shane was doing fucking front flips and all this shit. So I was feeling too nice. <laughs> and I was flying down whatever, the park section. And I was hitting some ramps that were just like regular ramps. And then I was like, okay, this next one, like, I'm going to take this shit to the next level, you know? Yeah. And I'm coming straight for this ramp, and then Wade swerves in my way, and I'm like, yo, Wade, watch out, man. Hit this ramp, and it was, like, more of a quarter pipe than a flat bank. Dude, fucking at least 10 feet in the air, right onto my back. Oh. Board went flying. I chipped my snowboard. You ever chipped a snowboard? Damn. Nah. And uh, six-year-old thought we were going to have to call the fucking orange jackets out to come get me. It was, it was fucked. But that was my last day snowboarding. I didn't go back after that. Dog. I'm good. I'll bust out the skis next time we go. Yeah, I'm done, done too, man. All right, question number two. What's up with companies losing riders and not saying shit about it? First one I think of is the whole primitive Nick Tucker fiasco. Guy was ghosted on that page and not a thing was said. Maybe P-Rod was tired of bigger flips and weed dabs as his content contributions. The guy was still a pillar rider early on now with april skateboards and diego man is big time mia not in any of their drops and no one is saying anything probably tons of other examples and no disrespect to any involved just more curious what you think 
We all grew up in an era of team members being prolific, and now they're starting to feel expendable. Well, for that shit, like, yo, sometimes it's just better to move on in silence instead of making a big deal out of it. I I don't really put that on the brands. Mm -hmm. Nick Tucker, from what I understand, like, he wanted to... He was the one who was like, yeah, I'm a fucking... It was his choice. Do my YouTube thing. I mean, if if you're not leaving... If it's not like you're, like, retiring and you're, like, old and you put in your time for a brand, uh, then it's like, thank you for your service, blah, blah, blah. But if it's, if, if it's, like, Nick Tucker and you're, like, okay with leaving, like, it's not like they need to do some big, like, thank you post. Um... Mm-hmm. The What's up with Diego? Is Diego not on April anymore? Yeah, I've been meaning to fucking ask one of our homies down there because Diego's the shit, but he yeah. he didn't really put anything out for a little bit. I don't know. I don't want to speculate on that one, but he put a, a Nolly Shove Nose Manny Nolly flip out not too long ago, which was the first post in a hell of a long time. So I was stoked to see him skating. Uh, we'll have to get our detective on and figure that one out but hopefully diego's doing well absolute one-of-a-kind beast on a skateboard but yeah fuck man it like yo, know, the amount of shit like i used to have donald remember I, I used to have like 500 sponsors you guys used to make fun of me and call me nascar because my board would have all types of <laughs> stickers on it but like not that i was like Did they all do fucking going away parties yeah that's what know? i'm saying it's just like sometimes shit just ends you know and like you don't need the fanfare or the fucking the the big goodbye it's just like it is what it is let's keep it moving whether it's the the rider who's bummed or the brand's bummed because they left you know sometimes it's rare that like both sides are it's like just a mutual like thing uh so there's no point in like making it more than it needs to be and last but not least if you could bring back either Mark Appleyard Golden Era Circus Shoe, which would it be? The CX-401 or the MA-402? I forget which one was his like first pro model, but I had that one and it was so fucking butter. So I'll bring that one back. Whatever the first one was. Yeah, I think the CX-401. It came in like white and blue at first and then there was like an all brown. Like that one was so good. I can't quite remember what the CX ones look like, but the MA-402... My boy Phil had, and those were just two steez, man. So many fucking dope clips in his digital part, and sorry, I think. Uh, that shoe's a classic. Yes, sir. Uh, and then he finishes it up with, nothing but love and respect for you guys and what you're doing. I really hope you guys do a video-style interview at some point, since it seems like you'd both be pretty animated conversationalists would be really funny take care ryan big shouts yeah maybe we will man maybe we will yeah keep your uh, eyes and ears peeled but i kind of like no video because i feel like i'm not that animated if you if you know me and you catch me on a typical day i'm actually very low energy you know i gotta turn it on a little bit when we're recording so that the listeners don't fall asleep but well, uh, let's just say we got a little something, something cooking, you get me, and uh, it's going to be real fun, so stay tuned. Um, all right, next up, we got an email from Tyler Sanders. I'm with you, D. Jones. Rogers, 
has no one to blame but himself. You guys forgot to mention the fact that he could have ran it in himself on third down or played better on first and second down. It's his fault they even got to fourth down. Man kept getting denied. Yo, that's a great point, Tyler. That third down thing was so perplexing to me. Uh, um, so, yeah. I, I completely forgot he about that. He couldn't have made it there on third down. He couldn't have run. I don't think that. he. I, I think he would have got open. destroyed at, at the line. But yes, but he could have got five or six yards. Yeah, for sure. Seifa, go inside his head and tell me what he was thinking. <laughs> yeah, let's leave it. Go in there. Let's leave it where we left it last week. But that is a great point, Tyler, because that third down, I was kind of like, God damn it, Aaron. Yeah. Shout out to Tyler, man, riding with me. <laughs> All right, next up, we got an email from Hortensio Herrera. Hello, Bunk Gang. Here, Carl, all the way from Buenos Aires. I can't tell how much I missed the pod and how happy I am now that you're back. And 2021 started to be a barn burner because of you guys. <laughs> it's my second time writing you, but the first one with a question. I always, for some reason, feel like skaters have their equivalents in other countries or continents. Maybe because their kits, styles, or something I can't explain. Not the skills. For me, the European equivalent of Bobby Warrest is Yalda Hallberg. Heitor da Silva is the European version of Canadian Etienne Tangay. Carlisle Aikens is the American version of Kyle Wilson. Those are the first ones that come to my mind. What do you guys think about this? Do you have any other parallels we can add to the list? I know it's crazy, but wanted to know your opinion on this. Thanks for making this new season. Love, Carl. Uh, whoa, wait. He's signing out as Carl, but then I was about to say, yo, I love your name. Hortensio is a fucking dope name, but yeah. now you're going by Carl. I just watched Money Heist, and I'm too hyped on, like, just yelling Spanish names. Uh... Helsinki. Anyways. Oh my god. Apologies. Apologies. At Denver. I actually just finished that yesterday. Six six show. But we need more. El Professor. I can't believe we lost my girl Nairobi, man. Nairobi. Yeah, that was devastating. All because of that dumbass motherfucker who was in love with Berlin. Um, Palermo. Yeah. Fucking scrub. <laughs> The fucking glass in his eye had to stay there. <laughs> um, parallels. Parallels. Is actually too funny as the best laugh. And his mouth, even when he's like smiling, is wide open. He's the biggest mouth in the world. Den yeah, is a G. <clears throat> Den Lost his lady in the last season, man. <laughs> Yo, Arturo, or as Helsinki likes to call him, Arturito. Is the biggest scrub. Arturito is the his name. He's yeah. so funny though. Man, he's so shit. So sorry, back to Hortensio Herrera, aka Carl. All right, let's think of one parallel each, man. We'll think of a Canadian, and then we'll pick their equivalent somewhere else in the world. Mm-hmm. You dig? Yeah. So I'm gonna start it off and. Uh, we're going to go with the the American version of Morgan Smith. Oh, my. I was going to pick is Morgan. Is Ronson Lambert. You see. Shut the fuck up, man. <laughs> <It's not even laughs> 
It's not even funny. Like I do one like <laughs> I'm that. Just kidding. Um, I'm just I was kidding. Say P Rod. Uh, the Amer the, the European version of Morgan is clearly uh, eat a bagel. What's his name? What? <laughs> eat a bagel. Tell a fable. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Dark Star. Oi, oi. Not helping. Dan, 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 dan. Eat a bagel. No? <laughs> it was another joke, but the super tech guy in Battalion, who has like the longest part in the world. Oh, who is it? Guy Kempfen. No, sorry. Uh, fuck. The other guy. Dog, you know who it is. <laughs> he actually dropped a new part like last year that was really sick. Oh my God, I'm crying, man. Who is it, man? Ah, what's his name? You fucking. We've been emailed about him. You know the song that's like "Eat a Bagel, Eat a Bagel." Stop saying that. Oh. Yeah, I'm, I'm YouTubing it. God right damn now. it! You got his name yet? Uh, his name is Sven Kilchman. No, it's you're not comparing him to Sven Kilchman. I was joking again. Um, okay. Compare him. Morgan's the P-Rod, man. It's the Canadian P-Rod. I'm not mad at that. Ooh. Yeah, that's my comparison. Now you pick one. Um, for Morgan, probably would have made him happier to hear this one. Uh, we could say Morgan PJ. was the Canadian PJ. Yeah. Okay. I like that. And Hugo Balik is the Canadian version of Guy Kempfen. With a little hint of Chad Fernandez. <laughs> Alright, last email of the week from the one and only Ian Peroni. Yo, yo, hope y'all are both doing well. First of all, shout out to the ghost for pronouncing my name correctly last time I emailed. Pronounced like Peroni, the beer. No one ever gets that first try. Shouts to you, ghost. You nailed it. Damn, shocking. I have two questions for you. One skate-related and one sports-related. The skate one is an unpopular opinion question. Which skater do you both not like, but most everyone does? Sorry if that's already been asked, but I'd like to hear both of your opinions on that. Sebo? Most people like Sebo or no? Yeah. Sebo dropped a new part. Steady showing off that he can do anything he wants. Just not what we would want. Yeah, Sebo... That works. Uh, it's not like we dislike him personally, but as it's been discussed, uh, he's definitely far from our favorite skater. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, go with Sebo. And as for the sports one, what is y'all's opinion on the Deshaun Watson situation, and where do you think he'll end up? As a Saints fan, I hope it isn't Carolina. Man, I'm with Deshaun Watson 100%. That organization is a fucking shit show bill o'brien i mean he's gone now but fuck he's getting rid of everyone man like what are you actually trying to build there <laughs> when you trade De deandre hopkins for an old running back like what are you trying to build what is deshaun supposed to do and then they go ahead and tell him he's going to be involved in picking the new coach and the new gm and he really wanted 
Louis Riddick to be, uh, or Louis Riddick, however you pronounce it, to be a part of it. And then they just go and hire two other guys. So, like, I don't feel bad for Houston at all. Deshaun's not going to play there. And uh, I'm excited to see where he goes, man. Fresh start will be good for him. He's one of he's like a top five quarterback. He could be top three in the right situation. Like that guy's a talent, and he shouldn't be stuck there if he doesn't have to be. Yo, you know where he should go? But unfortunately, Chicago. I think they're re-signing this bomba clot. I think he should go to Pittsburgh, man. Yeah, that'd be great. That would be great. Not to call Big Ben a, a scrub, but like he's, he's done. done. So it's like he's done now. They. But they're doing the honorable thing, giving him, you know, his yeah, last year. Yeah, they're in a year. tough spot. But it sucks because yeah. this is the year Deshaun's available. So, fuck. Um, yeah. Well, not that he's but available. Russell Wilson's but. available, too. And if I'm in charge of Pittsburgh, you know what? It's a business, man. And uh, sorry, Big Ben. But if I can get Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson and this is the year I can do it, I would let Ben Roethlisberger go, but if it means drafting a quarterback, a rookie quarterback, then I'll just ride with Big Ben and give him the one more year. But I'm poking around at Watson and Wilson if I can, if I'm in Pittsburgh. For sure. And lastly, going back to the argument Donald made about Rodgers not running the offense more in Green Bay, I think that ultimately comes down to the coach-QB relationship. For example, I think Arians realized that if he gave Brady the flexibility to run the offense more, the Bucks would be more successful. I think that's why they got better down the stretch. When it came down to that field goal, I don't think Rodgers had the authority to stay on the field even if he wanted to. But that's the... Like, okay. Let's not go through the this misunderstanding again. is that that's the problem, is that he doesn't have the authority. If he's MVP of the league, he's supposed to be a bad man, then you take the damn authority, is what I'm saying. Anyways... If you were wondering, yes, it sucked to watch my Saints lose to a divisional rival in the playoffs, especially because I live in Tampa Bay. Thanks for the fumble, Jared Cook. Sorry for the long-winded email, but as always, thank you for putting out quality content that helps me get through my workday. Can't wait to buy some new merch when it comes. P.S. Let me know if a spot ever opens up in the Listener Fantasy League. Well, if Floyd keeps making fucking error after error, it might pop up sooner than later. Man. So we will keep you posted. So yeah, and, putting you on notice, and, Floyd. And Trav's definitely getting the boot this year, for fuck's sakes. Oh, yeah. After eliminating me in the playoffs? <laughs> you think you can come back? <laughs> Just kidding, Trav. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. That's going to wrap up the post office for this week. Get your emails and voice notes into the buntlive at gmail.com. When was the last time we got a voice note, man? Yeah, come on, people. What the fuck, man? Like, this is an audio show. Let your voices be heard. You don't want us to be reading for you. We're butchering emails for the last five years. <laughs> Say it yourself. <laughs> Send in a voice note, man. Yeah. This is The Rundown, the skateboard world source for sports, brought to you by... Steam Whistle, Canada's premium pilsner, the only buzz. And make sure y'all tune in next week to the rundown. We giving away a Steam Whistle box. Oh, oh all the bells and whistles. What's this guy? They got a Steam Whistle sweater, a couple hats, a jacket, and of course, they got them green cans, baby. So tune in. We're going to do a little sports trivia. And someone south of the border or across the pond is they gonna get them green cans, man. It's about time, isn't it? Damn straight, bro. So this past week, you know, 
I got a little overzealous and compared my main man Austin Matthews to the GOAT Tom Brady. I got called out once or twice. Our boy Davis Torgerson immediately hit me up telling me I was out of my damn mind. Um, so my question to you is, if there's anyone even applicable out there, who is the closest comparison in any sport to Tom Brady? Um, Let's pick one for each I mean, sport. It's a short list, right? In basketball, it's Jordan. Mm-hmm. In tennis, Serena. Mm-hmm. In golf, it's Tiger. Uh, who who do you think it is in MMA? Who? I mean, MMA. You might say. I mean, that guy John Jones was well on his way, and then his career went a little sideways. Anderson Silva was absolutely lights out, but he didn't have that prolonged reign. You know, he started getting beat up towards the end of his career. Yeah, I mean, George St. Pierre is pretty unstoppable. You know, he wasn't yeah. the most flashy fighter, but he always had that game plan that worked. And then That's probably the guy who uh, is closest is Khabib Namurma Gadov, or I'm not sure how to say his last name. We'll just go with Khabib. But then, like, he re- he's retiring on top, so he uh, he's not pushing it into his 40s. So I wouldn't say there's a fair comparison. If anyone out there has one, hit us up. As far as hockey goes, probably Wayne Gretzky, but... Soccer, it's got to be, what's his face? Messi. Messi. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's where, Yo, that's where we could get called out so hard if we said the wrong person in soccer. I feel like the soccer fans would come for us. Uh, David Beckham? It's got to be David Beckham, right? (laughs) (laughs) Nah, for me, well, I never really watched Messi. Like, I stopped watching soccer when I was pretty young, but my my soccer goat was... uh, baby Ronaldo like oh yeah a little homie love yeah. that guy the, the chubby guy on Brazil yeah yeah um, then after him it was Ronaldinho he was crazy mm-hmm. all right so that's a that's a good selection of goats but not Austin Matthews eh not yet no oh, you're fucking tripping dog yeah he's too fucking good but he hurt his wrist so he's kind of been out since I said that so maybe I fucking jinxed him like the dumbass that I am no, we're good we're good all right let's move over to the nba for a little bit man what's going on down there in houston christian wood's been hurt for a while and then they go and release boogie cousins right when he's starting to play well the team finally got above 500 and they were 11 and 10 and since they've lost 10 straight oh my god yeah uh they acquired oladipo in the trade he looks good there but he's a free agent where does this organization go from here? Are they going to let all these guys go and then just use their draft picks and build around Christian Wood? Uh, that's the interesting part, right? Like, I don't think John Wall, I don't think his contract's going to be easy enough to move. He basically got traded for the only other person with a contract as gnarly as his. So he's probably there uh, for the foreseeable future. Oladipo, it's a great place, you know. <laughs> next year i can see them tricking themselves into being like we have what it takes you know mm-hmm. next year and trying to build around that big three is that big three good enough these days you know john walls look pretty good 
Christian Woods obviously been a beast. It's just been a fucked up year. I, I actually would maybe try and run it back and just see what you have and hopefully, you know, they, they get a high draft pick and shit. Because that's not the worst big three to start with. Christian mm-hmm. Woods' numbers are actually better than AD's and a lot of people. Like, he, he posted, he tweeted something about being bummed that he didn't make the all-star team. And then, like, people were posting their numbers compared, and it was actually like, oh, shit. But then that's when, like, the team's record comes into play and shit. Yeah. But, like, um, I don't know, man. That's a, I'm real curious to see where they go next year. But I kind of, like, they seem, they feel like they have that underdog mentality. Like, John Wall's got a lot to prove. Oladipo does. And, of course, mm-hmm. Wood does. He's the most unknown of the three. So, they can draft well. They still got Eric Gordon. PJ Tucker. Um, they just need health on their side. Yeah, they need Christian Wood back big time. It was just a peculiar choice to get rid of Boogie Cousins when Wood's not even coming back. Like it made no sense. He was finally starting to play good. They guaranteed his contract, and then days later they released him. So yeah, I, mean, I don't know what happened there. I'm not sure who's calling the shots there. On the other side of that John Wall trade is Russell Westbrook. Him and Bradley Beal were going through a real rough patch and now they're climbing the standings and uh approaching a playoff spot what do you think of these two man is it gonna work out or what i don't think so uh i would love to see them make the playoffs just because of course we want that star power in there and you know if bertans gets hot he's unfortunately been kind of a letdown mr 80 million dollar man um but he came in banged up uh Rui they've got some players Thomas Bryant's out for the year uh, I thought they were going to be better than they've been they've they've dealt with a lot of injuries Westbrook you know came in not looking 100% we know he was banged up but they could be an exciting you know yo imagine them against the the Brooklyn Nets as or a, the Sixers one, even. one eight or a, yeah um yeah. any anytime you got Westbrook in a playoff series you know it's must-see tv never know what the fuck he's gonna do so he's gonna yell at or beef with man they're two games out of eighth place with a game in hand and uh from 10th all the way up to fourth is separated by two games so holy the east is wild right now and your overachieving new york knicks sitting at 500 tied with the raptors for fourth brother yeah, that's one of those ones like the Raptors were outside on the outside looking in for a while. Obviously, we knew that was going to correct itself. Um, sadly, I could see things correcting themselves for the Knicks and them being on the outside looking in. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, best of luck to them. I'm liking two teams I see rising a little bit here are the Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics who are sitting at sixth and seventh. I mean, the Celtics are not playing great at all, but. With the talent inside the Eastern Conference, you got to see them rise. But yeah, I would love to see the Wizards slide up into the eighth spot. That would be great. Yeah, I think I think the official trade deadline is March 25th for the NBA this year, if I'm not mistaken. And I'm ready for some real fireworks this year, man. There's teams like the Celtics where it's like they're a center away from being scary. You know, they're playing like mm. ass lately. Uh, I don't know what's up with them, but... They, they could use a piece. Uh, same with the Brooklyn Nets. They obviously have figured it out lately, and they've been destroying without KD. But, you know, DeAndre Jordan's clearly not the same athlete he once was. 
they're also in the market for a center. Um, the Raptors, we need a center too. Fuck. Um, I, I'm really pumped for this year's trade deadline. I could see some some wild moves going down. Like you grab a center like Vucevic. Holy fuck! Right Whoever team, goes out the right, there and gets Vucevic, god damn! Yeah, if the right team acquires Vucevic, like you're a contender overnight. You know, like he he reminds me of like a Paul Gasol going to the Lakers thing, where it took the Lakers from like a good Western Conference team to going to the finals st- three straight years, the same season they acquired him. Right? Yeah, I'm um, also looking at uh, John Collins. That's who I want the Raptors. Yeah, to I'm not sure he's available. Yeah. I'm not sure we have what it takes to go get him, but. No, he is available. They want a they want a high first round pick for him. Well, do we we can't offer that. So, <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm really excited for this year's trade deadline. It's gonna be fucked, and hopefully, the Raptors come out uh, a little more solid. Because I'm also hearing on Jalen and Jacoby, they were talking about Lowry potentially getting like a a deal to go to Philly. Yeah. Um which would be sad, but it's like we already gave him the primo deal, the, like, thank you for the ring deal that he's on right now. So mm-hmm. if that's what he wants, uh, that's cool. Freddie's The unfortunate part is we play better with him outside of the starting lineup. I feel like when Freddie's out there with him, he has to take a backseat to him. And then you put Norm on the bench, and Norm's been playing lights out as a starter. It would be ideal to have Lowry be the sixth man, but we can't disrespect him like that. He's the greatest Raptor of all time. If he went to a new team, he could maybe slide into a different role, but his role with the Raptors is set. So barring a trade, it's we just roll with Lowry and Freddie in the starting lineup, right? Yeah. All I know is they need to figure out a way to keep Norm in the starting lineup. They Norm did can't do it. leave. By putting Siakam as center, they did that a couple times when everyone was healthy. But like Norm, the splits are insane. He's averaging something like twenty points and like fifty percent shooting as a starter, and like ten points and like forty percent shooting. Those yeah, are rough needs numbers. Needs to be in the game it's, it's from bad. the jump, man. Yeah, and they all just play a little different when Kyle's out there. You know, just a l- couple less shots to go around, holding the ball a little bit less. Um, that's the future of the Raptors. Is a Kyle Lowry West Raptors. So I like the look but, of the future. Yeah, but uh, that doesn't mean we're not extremely thankful and we'll always love Kyle Lowry in Toronto. Yeah, like I said, greatest Raptor of all time. He's probably going to be the first guy ever to go up in the Raptors, man. So, uh, yeah. If and when he retires. All right, bro. Wrap <laughs> this one up, man. Oh, shit. We done already? Yo, we're episode done. two. Season 13, lucky number 13. It's going to be a barn burner all season long, man. Let's get it. Yes, sir. Catch y'all next week. <laughs>